We are going on tour. The Glamorous Trash Podcast and my book tour have collabed and we're coming to a city near you. Click the link in the show notes to to get all of the deets. We're coming to New York City. On June 4th, we are kicking off an event with Jon Stewart. No big deal. That's our very first show in New York City. Then we're coming to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Chicago, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So get your tickets now. We are doing three different events because, you know, I'm always doing the most. That's just on brand, right? First, there's a glamorous trash party. It's the podcast meets the book tour meets Coachella, a live show featuring podcast segments, book segments, a very special guest. And of course, there's a runway walk at the end for people to show off their fits because the dress code to every event is obviously glamorous trash. We are also doing a cookie country club. It's the anti-country club country club. And it's very dreamy. You get like a bunch of products. There's little events. And it's a more intimate event where you meet other cookies and listen to a book chat with what me and another special guest and then the final event the behind the bangs writing workshop i finally did it put it together put together this workshop because i wrote this book in many ways for younger me and younger me would not have gotten off her couch unless there was also a workshop being taught i wanted the gyms i wanted i wanted the knowledge i wanted the education that's what i would have wanted so i've decided i'm doing it and in the workshop is going to be the six writing gyms that took me forever to learn 15 years in my 15 year career as a tv writer and author and blah 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 all the other things i've written there are six things that i always use and all of those are in this workshop so if you have an interest in writing sign up all the ticket links are live today click the show notes click my instagram we are coming to a city near you and there's going to be some meet and greets i'll sign some copies of books we'll give out more books and i have uh, some pieces of merch that i'm taking on the road and i'm gonna give them out at the shows Welcome to Celebrity Book Club. This is a podcast that recaps and celebrates female celebrity memoirs. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMontes. I'm a TV writer, comedian, and filmmaker, and sometimes I'm in stuff too. Today, we are book clubbing a memoir that will take you back to one of the worst corners of the 2000s. If you remember John and Kate plus eight on TLC, which, you know, this is one of the shows that really turned TLC from the learning channel to what it is today. So this is this is what we're diving into. We are reading Kate Gosselin's memoir titled Multiple Blessings. But there is also an eight where one of the S's should be, which makes no sense because an eight looks a lot more like a B. It could have been it could have been the the B in blessings. Instead, it's like one of the S's. But that is the least of this book's problems. (laughs) This book also has John's name on the cover, but it's fully written from Kate's perspective. And she's the only one who goes on the book tour. And there's even an episode where he's like, Kate wrote that book. So I'm not sure why his name is on it. There's also an author, Beth Carson, on the book, who, if you watch the show, you will recognize Beth as her former best friend, who supposedly pins the book entirely by herself. And then Kate tried to like cut her share down and then like things blew up. However, that is information I've scraped together from places like realitytvkids.com and Reddit. So honestly, you guys, who knows? What I do know is that this book was a wild ride. We will be discussing all of the updates to the family and the news lately. And while I knew this book would be terrible, it was so, so much worse than I imagined. 
She was probably, I'm sorry, can you stop breathing so loud, honey? He's like, <gasps> breathe quietly. So I consider them sick, anyone sick for, do you hear yourself breathing? <sighs> oh, that's just gross. Does anyone hear him breathing? I'm sorry for breathing. Okay, my fabulous guest today is an artist and writer based in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. She works as an assistant children's librarian and is the mother of two boys. Please welcome Shanaz Riggy Petty. Hi. Hi. Okay, so Shanaz, you know, I introduced my guests with the story of how we first met. Yes, it was book club, I think. Yeah, it was book club. And like, you've such a light in book club. You always oh. dress up. You have the funniest <laughs> themes. And like, getting to know you in book club has been just the most fun, which is also oh. how this episode came about. <laughs> From you convincing me live in book club to read Kate Gosselin's book. Yeah, I'm a proud cookie. I try to keep a little bit of a pulse on, you know, what's going on with the news. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of these kind of these shows coming back around, uh, like the Duggars, kind of like yeah. like with this uh, Vice documentary, The Dark Side of the 2000s, or, or like even like with the girls next door. We're kind of seeing yeah. like the things we kind of grew up watching and we're seeing how terrible things were. Yeah. Kind of, not only behind the scenes, but kind of right in front of our faces that we just thought was normal. Totally. We're in this wave of like re-examining the normalcy of the early aughts only to find out it was criminal. It was crimes yes. perpetrated on each and every one of our souls and sold to us as like, this is what Paris Hilton's up to today. And yeah. in looking back, we're like, oh my God, we, we were... I mean, I feel like those were some of the worst years of culture ever. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. So, okay, so in book club, Schnoz was like, what do you think about Kate Gosselin's memoir? And I was like, no, absolutely not. What made you? And then I was like, yes, of course. What made well, you most want to cover this book? Finding the books at my local dump, which I <laughs> which is called Our Little Treasure Chest. It's a cute little name for basically just the dump where you can, um, you know, leave one, take one. So I saw these books. So I just grabbed them and I thought, all right, it's free. <laughs> Free's for me. Yeah. And that's that was really the best, the biggest motivator to read Kate Gosselin's books. I would have never yeah. paid yeah, absolutely. a dime on these books. <laughs> Very fair. And okay, so Shanaz read Multiple Blessings, which is yes. the book that I read. And we should say um, it was a New York Times bestseller and Multiple Blessings was written in 2008. And then Shanaz also read... Um, I, I, are we going to call it a book? It's like a collection of letters to her children that she wrote. The title is, I just want you to know letters okay. to my kids on love, faith, and family. And it, it is letters. There are letters to each child, which are oh, so hard to read. I mean, it's so hard. Oh, oh wait, to get so through. each kid gets a letter. Each kid gets a letter, which is kind of monotonous. And then we'll get into Colin's letter because it's slightly different. Um, but it's, basically an extension of multiple blessings. So it's a lot okay. of the same stuff. And what year was it? I think 2009 or 10. Okay, so that's like immediately like after right this Right after book. she got the divorce. Right, because yeah. as she's on the book tour, I think looking back, 
uh, now we know they were probably separated and cheating on one or both sides had already begun. But in the series, it was portrayed as like, she's on a book tour and then whoops, they got a divorce. And so then clearly she turned and ra- around and, and wrote this other book immediately after. Yeah, so it's, okay. a, it's 2010. 2010. 2010, okay. Yes. Okay, so we have to give a little modern context before we go back to these <laughs> lovely books and discuss them. So I truly felt like once I got on board for this episode, I was like, I'm going to go back and watch all of John and Kate plus eight. I didn't watch it at the time. That was not something I I bought into. And I was like, oh, I'll go back and study it. And I couldn't. I could. It was. And listen, (laughs) I love reality TV. Yeah. Something about this one was so icky. Like you're watching John be a horrible dad to the kids. You're watching her be a horrible mom to the kids. Then you're watching all these kids be on camera. It was, it was way harder than I thought. So I actually only ended up watching like the first episode, the finale, and then like a little smattering of in between. But it, it really, it gave me the ick. I did watch it. I used to watch it all the time. And then I went back to rewatch and I, I mean, I barely made it through. I got to season three of the John and Kate plus eight, but then she goes on with Kate plus eight. And I don't know what she did after that too. So uh, just a little bit of important context. There's eight children, two twins, and then six sex tuplets. And Mm -hmm. John and Kate are now separated. Season five finale is like, we are divorced. And then Hannah and Colin, who are part of the sex tuplets, now live with John. And John is estranged from his six other kids who still live with Kate. And they are all like 18, like high school to college aged. And then a very important detail is that Colin, uh, one of the sex tuplets, was put into an institution a vague, let me just say Very. vague institution. Like I yes. watched everything I could and it's just like amorphous institution when yes, he was 12 and, years old. And didn't tell, and she didn't tell John apparently where her, his father, where he was, which did not make any sense to me whatsoever. I was like, yeah. What is and happening? also he had to fight to get him out of the institution. He said it, it took a million dollars and two years to get him free. Cause also he didn't have parental rights. But then one thing that's definitely true is that Kate sort of said he was in an institution because of quote special needs. But then she says herself, he had a fluid diagnosis you're like, what? And then Colin uh, yeah. says, I've never had a diagnosis. And then John says, there was never a diagnosis. And so everyone agrees that the, like there was never really a diagnosis for like why he would need an institution. But then the thing that I think is coming Cloudy. out and debated is like his behavior and did his behavior. Yes. I think that's like, the it, thing that was that everybody kind of says the thread throughout was that Colin had behavioral issues. Yeah. And like where those behavioral issues stemmed, I don't know. Oh, I do. It stemmed on John and Kate plus eight on TLC (laughs) for five seasons. (laughs) Those were his parents. Like, of course. Okay. Yes. That is where. Yeah. Well, and also what's the worst, last, most fascinating part of this is reading this book knowing what's to come with Colin specifically and his mom. So, okay. So let's crack open the book. Now the book, you guys, it's more racist than her haircut. 
<laughs> I didn't know that was possible. I thought Kate's blonde early aughts, like Lance Bass meets a slip and slide of blonde highlights of a haircut was as bad as it could get. And this book like the was the first worse. Karen, like Neanderthal Karen that emerged yeah. from the cave, the cave. Like that's, that's right. who she is. <laughs> Neanderthal Karen, perfect, perfectly said. I mean, that was the big surprise of the book. The other big surprise is that she is, I'm going to say, a Chris Jenner Christian. We got a Chris Jenner Christian on our hands. Where I she think is worse. Oh, definitely worse. One of the cookies DM'd me Chris Jenner Christian, and she spelled it K R I S H T I A N Chris Jenner Christian. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're basically like God as a shield, a weapon, and the majority of your word count, but not yes. God used in any good way. Yeah, every excuse left and right. It was all God's plan. And she also takes ownership of God, which I think is my God, this and my Lord. You may do this, but my Lord does this. It's like, don't we all have the same God? I also feel like Kate was like, I made the plan and I gave it to God and God did my plan. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. God made the plan. Kate made the plan. She's controlling everything. She even controls God's plan. I know. Like, and, you know, in the early aughts, it was sort of like sad of like, oh, she's going to be the naggy controlling wife. And he's like the doofus dummy husband. But sh- her control is beyond that stereotype. It's it's beyond. not a part of that unfortunate thing put upon women. It's something very specific to her. I Someone DM'd me. They said, I'm a Christian. And I'm really sad that she gets to call herself a Christian and loudly platform on behalf of Christians. And I, I really felt that. Yeah. Don't we have a lot of those though? I feel like we really do. We really do. And honestly, it's not even like, yes, it happens with Christianity, but don't you sometimes feel like with any platform, the person being the loudest, you're like, no, not them. Yeah. You need for any cause. Yeah. Yes, I feel like that. Yeah. And so, okay. So there's Proverbs everywhere. It starts where basically John is 20, 20 years old. I mean, they are children. When they meet, they get married immediately. And she said uh, she discovers she has polycystic ovarian syndrome. And she struggles to conceive. And again, like they are, I believe they are, she's 21 and John is 20 at this point. I mean, these are, these are babies. Yeah. Yeah. And so she writes this. As a Christian, she believes chapter 139, verse 16, which says, all of our days are fashioned for us before we've even lived one of them. In other words, I knew in my heart that God had already ordained exactly if, when, where, and how my baby would eventually come to be long before I ever stepped foot in that doctor's busy office. I believe this doctor was put in my path simply to carry out what was already my God-given destiny, which... I just have to preface this, you guys. It's a very tough conversation. And honestly, it is over my pay grade, but Shanaz, we're about to have it. She goes to a fertility doctor to um, help her get pregnant. But before she steps foot in the doctor's office, she's letting us know that God's doing it, not the fertility science. And there's going to be this really weird thing in here. It's going to get weirder, but it's basically like, She's pretending science is not science as we go through this fertility journey. Is that how you read it? Yes. And I, by all accounts, though, by her understanding of God's preordained will, and I, 
And uh, I know this is controversial, but don't you think God did not want her to have children? Possibly. That's, I, I mean, mean that's the, if that's we're what I'm going saying, by her logic. logic, that's yeah. the logic. He doesn't want you to have kids. So you went against God's will twice. <laughs> My friend Robbie Slowick has this joke. It's on, on Instagram, on TikTok. Go follow him. He's so funny. But he and his wife did IVF. And he was like, have you ever tried to make a baby against God's will? It's so hard. It's so expensive. Here's all the things we had to do. And obviously that is, that is just a joke. These are not our beliefs. I'm just reading Kate's logic and reflecting it back to her. It doesn't track at all. Her own logic is nonsensical. Yeah. yeah. And so stick with us on the God versus science argument because it's coming more. Honestly, I feel like I'm back in like college or high school as you're, as we're like discussing like uh, these topics where I can't believe I'm back here, but anyways, so, okay. So she has the twins who are Maddie and Kara. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Yep. Maddie so and she Kara. has the twins who are Maddie and Kara and she's just like, life is good, but I really want another baby. Okay. Wild. Then, yeah. And you're like, okay. To me, that's wild. I have two kids and for me personally, two kids is a lot of kids. Yeah. She also has <laughs> two kids at the same time, like the, yes. the twins. So it doubled right. all the workload. Yeah. Yes. But she wants another kid. And John does not. John is like, no thanks. Also, what's going to come up a lot in the book is John's going to lose his job every, every other day. John will get fired <laughs> and we're going to get yeah. into it. But first, Kate works as a nurse and one day she is attending to a woman who is going to give birth. And Kate's writing about the woman's mother. Her distraught mother disclosed that in addition to all the obvious shocking revelations of the day was the disturbing fact that the family would never accept a baby fathered by a black man. I knew this fact embarrassed her, not because she personally struggled with the race of her grandchild, but because of the bigotry that ran deep in her lineage. What? I mean, okay. Are we going to discuss this because she tried to steal that girl's baby? She tried to steal this. Oh, yeah. We're discussing the baby stealing. Okay. That was just a little teaser of the episode. I know you're probably so annoyed. However, what if we pivoted that thought to this? You can join our Patreon for literally a dollar a month. It's the pay what you can option. It's so easy to sign up. I know you're, maybe you're driving, you're in the shower, so don't do it now. But like the moment you can, you just click the link in the show notes. It takes you to Patreon. You sign up real quick. We send you an email with the link and instructions to add it to your podcast app. It takes 30 seconds. And then all the bonus episodes just come to your phone the way the normal podcast does. It's so worth it because what? We're an independent podcast. We have no husbandgers. We have no support except for your support. So go to Patreon if you love this podcast. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, it means a lot to us. 